Hello, and welcome to episode 87 of the Dial-Up Movie Club. What? I'm your host, Matthew, and with me this week, as always, we got Drew. Drew, how you doing this week? Oh, I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, it's, at the time of recording this, uh, it's the new year now, officially, Woo! so happy new year, everybody. Very excited. Happy new year. Happy new year. Hope, uh, hope everyone had a great Christmas. Um, I know I did. I, uh, got to watch Violent Night with my family. Um, it was pretty good. I liked it. Uh, nice. I always love badass Santa Claus. And then, uh, I got a new VR headset that I'm super excited about. Ooh. Um, Valve Index. It's a great headset. Dean has it as well. And, it uh, is a good headset. Yep, I'm going to be uh, streaming a lot of VR and Beat Saber and stuff, so I'm excited about that. Drew got a new VR headset so he could finally play Beat Saber, a game and, he didn't already have on his other but VR But I can headset. stream it's, it. Oh, and it's I can, way better with custom yeah, songs. Custom songs. Oh. You play yeah. that with regular Beat Saber songs? Yeah. That's I lame. mean, I did. I ha- that was my only choice, and it sucked. But yeah. now it rocks. So now it rocks, baby. Nice. nice. Speaking of people that rock, we got oh, Dean. Yeah, baby. Dean, how you doing this week? You rock star. I'm doing great. I just picked up my posters. I spent an immense amount of money on, and they look great. I love them. They're uh, nice. Rolling Stones tattoo you promotional posters from 1981. Great looking posters. They take up uh, well the posters themselves without the frame. They take up nine square feet each, so they're Jeez. pretty big. Damn, <laughs> they're big Jeez. posters. Yes. I like uh. them. The pictures you sent of them, they look sweet. I really want to see them like in Thank person you. on the wall. Thank you. And um, unfortunately, I was unable to attend New Year's with the guys because Tori's feeling unwell. She's still feeling unwell. She had a, she got like an ear infection within last night, and and it's like four in the morning, and she's just in a lot of pain from the ear infection. And I'm, I feel bad, but I also really, really want to sleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really, really want to sleep. sleep. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Damn, dude, that's tough. Nice, it is. nice, nice. Uh, I have a good week. At Christmas and New Year's, we took a little holiday break, so uh, I feel refreshed. I feel recharged. I feel ready to talk about Hereditary. Hell yeah. I tried to keep track because I, I feel like I watched a lot, but I lost track of all what I watched. But Christmas Day, I sat down and I watched one of the best Christmas specials to ever air. Of course, Batman the Animated Series, Christmas with the Joker episode. Ah. Uh, great episode. Uh, watched that with the the nieces and nephews they loved it i watched uh i went to the theater to see babylon damien chazelle's latest film and i am i'm still so conflicted on it even days removed from it because it equal parts feels like his best film and his worst film at the same time there will be like 
it's it's over three hours long and there will be stretches that feel like oh my gosh this is peak cinema and then it will just so show the most vile shit oh. and i'll think oh you oh. you had something you know i'm and a it, hater of that it's yeah, I saw it with Jeremy, and there were times where we just looked at each other, and Dr- Jeremy would go, "Well, Drew ain't watching this one." <laughs> oh no, oh, that says a lot, though. It does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm still very conflicted. Like, I want, I want. This is a movie I'd love to get my hands on and cut a bunch of shit, and I could make it into a ten out of ten film. <laughs> Trust me, I could. Uh, I believe this- in myself. Is this the new one with Tobey Maguire? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. I do want to watch that. It's good. Yeah. It's a really cool story. It's about like 1920s Hollywood and oh. all these silent fi- It's like the invention of sound and all these silent film stars have to like adapt to sound being in film now. It's really cool oh, how they show yes, it. Yes. That's and pretty they cool. Show, like, that was yeah, an they issue show... Charlie Chaplin ran into. Yeah. Exactly. He it's about like sink or swim in Charlie Chapman. He he sank. Buddy. He did. Unfortunately. He did. Couldn't keep up. Dude was just was, good at being wacky. He was good at being silent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I respect a man like that. <laughs> um I think I watched one more thing, but I can't remember, so it's probably not important, right? So oh, I watched the breakup with uh, Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn. Uh-huh. It's fine. <laughs> Vince Vaughn. I like Vince uh, Vaughn. Yeah, like he's good him. in it. I um I did watch a Christmas special as well. I watched of course Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. Nice. And I watched it at three in the morning because uh, Christmas was almost over and I was like, Oh no, I didn't I didn't watch Charlie Brown Christmas. That's my tradition to watch Charlie Brown of the holiday and I almost missed it, but I, I counted it still Christmas. I was going to say, buddy, if you yet. watched it I know. at 3 in the morning, Christmas was over. <laughs> but I didn't go to sleep yet, so yeah. Christmas was still in session under my account. <laughs> uh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got to watch it. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, you saying, I won't take uh, your joy away. You saying Vince Vaughn reminds me that uh, Christmas Day I did watch at least like the last half of Fred Claus too, which uh, I do think that's an underrated Christmas comedy. I've never seen it. No, it's no nope. Vince Vaughn is brothers with Santa. And so he's like no. very overshadowed in his life. And it's a, uh, it's, it's got some funny in it. It's got some funny. A little bit of the fun, fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Well, Speaking of a little bit of fun fun, Drew brought us a movie this week that is just barrels of fun. So uh, much. Barrels of fun. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Drew brought us Hereditary uh, for Child Actors Month, um, Child Stars Month. And yeah, it's it's a barrel of fun. You know, we it had is. room last time. And we're just keeping the fun train on the tracks. Yeah, this, this month is not depressing oh, so far. It's, just, it's an uplifting story about family coming together <laughs> against all odds. Yeah. See, I'm actually maybe going to bring something closer to that to the table. You okay. guys, you guys okay. traumatizing me. 
I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna bring a much more easy. Dean's bringing the light to back table. to the podcast. <laughs> That's right. very sweet of you. It. Yeah, I respect it. But yeah, uh, Drew, you want to pull up the IMDb rating and we'll play the IMDb game. We'll get right into it. Uh, for those at home who don't know, the IMDb game is a game where we go on IMDb, which is a website where users can go and rate a movie on scale one to ten. Dean and I will then guess the IMDb score, and whoever is closer on scale 1 to 10, with decimal point included, gets to give their initial and final thoughts first. Now, Dean won last week, so Dean, you get to guess for Hereditary first. Ah. Hmm. It's a scary movie. It was... Hereditary is a movie I watched where lately I've been in the mindset that horror movies... They're they're coming back, I think. They're coming back. They're coming back at an incline. But there oh, was yeah. a portion of time where I was like, horror movies ain't scary no more. And I watched Hereditary, and I was like, this is an exception. It's an actual, like, I didn't go, ee! But I was, I was affected by this story. It was a good <laughs> horror movie. Um, valid to be on the shelf of horror movies to own. Um, for that reason... I'm going to give it, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. I'm going to give it an eight. Give it an eight. Eight? All right. All right. Okay. This is interesting because um, the number in my head, which I'll say, but I do want to give a little thought to why I think this. But for years, I, I never, this was my first time watching Hereditary. And for years, I've heard everyone just riding this movie, like just straight up making out with it like i've oh, never wow. heard someone say like hereditary's okay every time is but it's like in the conversation with movies like get out and it for like one of the best horror movies of the 2010s so i've always had this grand respect for hereditary and that's because of the people that yeah. love it. and uh the community yeah i'm gonna give it a 7.9 I think it's a little lower than an eight, Ooh, but I don't know where it's going to be. You do oh. this to me. Sorry, that, Dean. You won last year. I'm coming for blood. That point Maybe. one, you know, it can make a difference. Uh, Matthew, you won. It's hey. a, a 7.3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might have cursed. I got to bring out the sensor again. <laughs> Dean was really distraught by this loss. <laughs> I didn't mean to say he needed hereditary. <laughs> Do you remember in last episode, Dean, where you go every time I say it, I, know. I make sure I do I it with intention. And I purpose. said, I, I already said, I didn't mean it. I it slipped. It came Goof. out in chops. I diced it as I spoke it. Mm, gotcha that hit you like a telephone pole huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice all right so i won the imdb game so i get to give my initial thoughts on hereditary first so i, I kind of already said a little bit like I, for years i've been hearing da 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 best movie ever best movie ever what do you got there dean oh well it's just the stupid pin oh it won't focus on it it's it a pepsico cool. pin hey. i got it working at gerber you it's not stupid if it means something to you it yeah symbolizes what does it mean Matt to you? and i's friendship at gerber 
But he just <laughs> said "ew" to it. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure. I guess that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, for years I've been hearing nothing but that's oh, the greatest movie. Ever. Like you heard me last week when Drew suggested, I was hyped because this is one of those movies that certainly, um. I, I've heard nothing but good things, and I'm finally getting to watch it. It's one of those. And I watched it, and I think it's really good. I don't think it's great, though. I don't think it's the top best horror movie a lot of people make it out to be. One thing I will say, Tony Collette, main star, she's great. I don't think anyone can argue that. She's amazing in it. And, yeah, uh, the mom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. She's amazing in it. And, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I'll I'll get more in depth later, but yeah, good, not great. I'll give you that. Uh, Dean, your initial thoughts on Hereditary? Um, you know, I was kind of excited um, until today, but I was excited to watch it. It's just today, I, I waited till last minute to watch it, so today watching it was because I had to. But I was excited. It's just, this is my New Year's, you know? Anyways, <laughs> so you procrastinated. <laughs> But I watched it. Um, good movie. I do remember hearing something like the um, the the boy. I forget his name. Um, I heard one scene traumatized him from filming this movie, and I think it was when he bashes his nose in the desk in class. I don't know why. I feel like I feel like what I heard was he actually did bash his head, and that traumatized him. And I just think about that. I'm like, well, you did it yourself, but I don't know. I don't know enough about it. You got you to gotta look into that. Um, take it with a grain but, of salt. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt. But that's what I heard, and I was excited to see that scene. Um, either way, though, I just enjoyed watching it. Uh, took me took me places. Took right. me places. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm glad it took you places. Thank you. Uh, Drew, your initial thoughts on Hereditary? Um, so we, we watched this. I know Dean was there and some others. I think Jeremy. Um, we watched it late one night after like a party at my house. And um, I was so tired and uh, quite intoxicated at that point. So uh, it didn't really like click with me. Um, I watched it and I was like, yeah, that was that was really good. But. I guess I don't understand, like, the the hype behind it, you know? Um, and then just recently when Sydney and I were in Texas, um, we were looking for a movie to rent from the Redbox. We were all kind of in talks of a horror movie, and Hereditary happened to be one of the ones in there. So we got that one, and um, it was <laughs> kind of a bad uh, a bad theater-type experience that we had with her family because – there's oh, just a lot of talking family. Yeah. Um, we watched it with her whole family. There was a lot of talking and it made it a little hard to pay attention at times, but it did like cut through to me this time though. And I saw the beauty in it and I was like, wow, that, that was like really good. And then, Sydney's uh, family was hiding the beauty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so they showed I just, him the beauty. Just oh. watched it again today. And, um, I liked it even more this third watch through. So, um, yeah, I'm very enthusiastic about this movie. Absolutely love Interesting. it. Interesting. Nice. Well, guys, I'm, I'm glad we're all on the same page here. 
you should watch it again, Drew, because at this rate, you'll love it even more I know. the next time. I should. You know what? <laughs> Bro, the- uh, episode's over. I'm going to go watch it real quick. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come back in a few minutes, guys. I'm, uh, we'll take a quick break. Hear a word from our sponsor. Uh, we'll be right back. In brightest day, in blackest night, let no evil escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. Where is justice, we ask? When in the battle for peace, the mightiest among us has fallen. Where is the truth when such terrible things befall those we love? Found some old DOD and CIA files on something called the OMAC Project. Let's see what one man can do. OMAC Alpha activated. Target acquired. Attack mode initiated. Dispatch. Code 30. Code 30. From Denver, Colorado, where we're told fires are currently raging out of control all over the city. Shouldn't you contact Superman? The others? Not until I find OMAC. I started this. I'm going to stop it. These are directed attacks. Specific. Designed. They did this. Turn me into this. Everyone's accounted for. All locked down. Someone new, then. Someone smart. We need to think defensively. It's attacking their strengths. Fire, water, willpower. Turning them in on themselves. Hello, beloved. Argo attack sequence initiated. Stand by. What if you turned against us? Against the world? What if someone controlled you? What in the hell are you saying? How could you be so stupid? I thought you were non-violent. He is. But I'm not. Wonder Woman. Green Lantern. Aquaman. The Flash. The Martian Manhunter. A coffin in a somber amber light. You can't save the whole world, you know? Not the whole world. Just the little part with you in it. Dyla presents Justice League Mortal, a four-part audio drama event coming soon. Hey, club members, it's Matthew. Now, as many of you know, I'm getting married next year, and I want to fit into a tux and most of all look good in it for those photos. So I've been having to prioritize my own health a lot more, eating healthier, getting rid of sodas and walking more. And one of the biggest helps for me has been Liquid IV. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and the Hydration Multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, When you feel run down, after a long night out, or on long flights. I love how it makes me feel after a workout. This stuff refreshes you. I love all the flavors, but let me tell you two of my favorites. One, the new strawberry lemonade flavor. Fantastic. And if I'm feeling a little more classic, I go with the pina colada. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water 
hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. There are 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting, which contain five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. Made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy, Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean, and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DIALUP at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code DIALUP at liquidiv.com. Matt yeah. used to watch the movie while we talked about it. I don't know if he I still, still does. He still it's does. Right now. Hereditary. Where are you at, Matt? Where, what's your time uh, stamp? It's, it's like 35 seconds in. I just put it on. Oh, nice. <laughs> what's your so... song? That would mean it's probably at the part where, uh, what was 35 seconds in? All right, here's your guess. What you got? Um, 35 seconds in, and I want Drew to guess too. I'll, uh, I'll give you a hint. It's literally the first thing like after the logos. Okay. Uh, it's I the zoom like... in on the model home that transitions into a shot. Dean, your guess? Oh, is it... ah, that sounds good. I was gonna say it was in the sun, in the boy's room. I just figured it was in his room. That's the shot that it transitions to. You're both wrong. Whoa! Ooh. It is the obituary for Ellen Taperlay. Oh, yeah. oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> the part I didn't care about. <laughs> I I do remember watching this and the logos ended and that start showing. I was just kind of like staring at it and I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta read this." Yeah, I know. So, like, <laughs> I paused. I did it. the same thing. Speed <laughs> at first, I thought it was just the definition for the word hereditary because I didn't read oh, it yet. Be cool. I thought it was just gonna say that uh, hereditary. This definition. I do really yeah. love that transition though from the model home. At the, the very bedroom. start, yeah, it's that, very cool. Even on my first watch through, seeing that, that just made me be like, "Oh shit! All right, this is probably going to be pretty good." Like in technical filmmaking aspects, mm-hmm. they got a guy who can make models. They do. They did good though. Did they hire you, it. Dean? No. Yeah, was it you? Was it you painting all the no, little? People? I wish I could make models that well. You know that custom. Yeah, honestly, fun. I do really want to do that someday, just like as a hobby. It takes a lot of yeah. space, at least yeah. is what I think. I, I liked how she was making it like like a lot of it was like decorations in her house. Like she had that one pillar that was like all the like homes conjectured together. And that was pretty cool. And it has yeah. like lights on the inside. So it's like a big kind of standing lamp. One unnecessary room is all you need to unlock your hobby dreams. Because from what I've experienced, uh, one thing that keeps me from a lot of my hobbies is not having that one extra room. <laughs> Unless I want one of my nice rooms to be loaded with paint and such as that. That's true. 
that you should put that should be a little plaque on all people's craft room walls the like the key to a good hobby is one extra room <laughs> one <laughs> i could see that that's gonna sell great with the hobby lobby white moms oh i can, I can see it now <laughs> i'll make a deal like, with hobby lobby Dean is like one of the stepbrothers when he's touring homes, and he's like, so much room for activities! Yes, sir. <laughs> I do think that. I liked uh, when she made the model of her daughter's death. I thought that was yeah. really cool. That's I cool. know. I, she's I didn't like, like, it's like it. It's a neutral stance of the accident. And yeah, it's like, a neutral oh, <laughs> He's not going to see it that way, your son. I don't even think I don't yeah she's going wacko at that point yeah she yeah she's definitely losing it but I mean who can really blame her she's she was not really like sure how to feel about the death of her mother and then you can see that it's at least starting to affect her when she shows up to like the first um like anonymous meeting group uh Mm -hmm. and then you know her daughter dies immediately after that like yeah, she's in the gutter big time. Honestly, my biggest RIP is not the daughter. It's the husband. The husband? He got dealt a bad hand. He got yeah, he dealt really a did. bad hand. And you know what? Because uh, the yeah. daughter, I don't want, I, I'm not giving it to her because like, yeah, maybe it's sad, it's sad I think. She was giving me the creeps long before she lost her head, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's I fair. always thought because um, the the head thing where she's yeah the pole decapitation had been spoiled for me long ago, so I knew that happens oh, in yeah. this movie. Um, but I always thought it was like a third act thing. So oh, when it no. happens, like in the first act, I was like. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> like was, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, "What's the rest of the movie?" I thought this was going to be little girl be creepy movie. Little um, girl be creepy. And and it wasn't. But yeah, I, I was shocked by that. And so I did. I did kind of get that effect most people had in the theater watching this of <laughs> that jaw drop. Oh shit! Moment. Yeah. But that's good. Uh, at least. I'm glad yeah. that's kind of redeemed for you. And, uh, yeah, and that so, was that was a good scene. That was yeah, a good she scene. was yeah, choking. Then you were scene. thinking she ain't gonna die. She's good. She's got the whole movie ahead of her. Yeah, yeah. I was like, thinking. they're gonna make it to the hospital. But then once she opened the window of the car, I was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is it. <laughs> I yes, scary. When, uh, yeah, I, I love that scene just in general because, uh, like, it's very loud and, like, anxiety-driven from, like, the score and the fast driving. And then it turns from, like, that into such, like, a shocking, silent moment. And how mm-hmm. he's just, like, sitting there as it sets in for him. It just feels so, like, real and hard to watch. And... You know, that feeling of anxiety is only heightened once again the next morning when he's just laying there in bed and you hear her discover the body. And I think that's like, at least for me, that was a lot more impactful than if we had seen her discover it. Just hearing her and his like silent deadpan reaction. Well, they did it very well. well. 
they did it yeah. very well because it is very impactful the way we hear it from the mother. But if that was impactful for you, they still show you yeah. her head later. So you get yeah. it anyways. And I like that Peter... they choose to show the head. <laughs> yeah. Peter went home and went to bed. <laughs> Long like, night. I go home, go to bed. <laughs> Don't veer for deer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that right when it hits and he stops the car, I I like that silence and that mm-hmm. just close up of his face and he's like just numb to it all. Yeah. I, I love that. That was like look. Yeah. I think that's what Ari Aster, the director, does best between Midsummer and this, because both movies are pretty slow burn and they're not like jump scare heavy. And I don't particularly find either film scary, but they are both unsettling to me. And this was a that this scene I think is the best scene between the two movies, period. Yeah. Um and it's unsettling. And I think that's just what this director does best. And you know, I wish he did get a little more scary with it. Like it's difficult because I think this movie it straddles the line between having like a deep, uh, deep commentary about familial issues and grief and schizophrenia and mental health and all that. And it also wants to be the big spooky ghost movie. And I think there's a way you can have both. And I thought like this could use two more drafts. The script could use two more drafts to flush some things out. I just, I, have to hard disagree. I hard think disagree. That's yeah. the draft, man. Just like, make more drafts and it'll be better. Yeah, my, my work th- it out more. <laughs> Flush it out. My thing has always been, I don't think a movie needs to be scary to be, like, a good horror to me. You see, and I was thinking I think, that, too. I think, like, in my opinion, the best horror movies are the ones that just make you your skin crawl and make you feel oh. unnerved and... And I think this does a phenomenal job with that, backed by a very great and tight story. Um, and I I don't know. I didn't really get the impression it was, like, trying to make a comment on mental health. Like, there are definitely aspects of that tied into the script. But I didn't think that was, like, a message from the film. I thought it was still just trying to find a way to wrap that into the whole occult story that this is having didn't we say before that um drew doesn't like a movie unless it traumatizes him <laughs> that's, pretty accurate. <laughs> that's pretty accurate oh yeah eraser head <laughs> uh yeah the only thing like i agree with most of what you said there but i just i didn't i i just didn't think the story was as flushed out as you did I just think well, in the first half, I think it's a really good slow burn. And then the last half, it tries to be the, it, it just goes all out. And it's like, it leaves a lot of, I don't know, it leaves a lot of hanging fruit, in my opinion. Like, I wish. What's hanging? I felt yeah, like I, just, I got I'd, the gist of what was going I, I felt like they completed their goal. I just, I just, uh, I don't like the cult part. I don't like that it's just a big cult. Oh, you don't like it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Doesn't mean that it's not sound though. Like as a, script. I feel like they completed their goal. 
Like I feel like you're Maybe. saying it's lacking stuff. Like I just um, I think it's thrown in at the end. It doesn't feel no, just no. Oh, it's no. all built up to it from the yeah, very no, beginning. No, I, I know you can be like, oh, the 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 grandma was in the cult and all this. Yes, yes, you're right, but man. It's I don't know. It just. <laughs> But there was hints know. of that from the very beginning, and I think maybe we should just talk about the story then, um, to kind of yeah. Let's get right into it. Some of this <laughs> out. Just, I mean, we've been into it. For like yeah, minutes, but yeah, let's just get right. Let's just get right into it. So, you know, go ahead, Drew. At the funeral for their mother, her mother, their grandma. Um, she says right off the bat that my mother was a very private woman. She had private rituals, private gatherings, and right away you hear that word ritual, which should kind of raise some sort of flag in your head. Um, you see that her grandma laying in the coffin has that necklace with the symbol that we see all throughout this movie that looks like three moving bodies. Um, and... Charlie was uh, the grandma's favorite. We hear that a little later on. Um, Her grandma always insisted on feeding her instead of her own mother doing it. And then a little later after that, we see a diorama of that. Um, Annie like spins it away from her because she doesn't want to be reminded of her grandmother or of her mother. Um, But it's the grandma late at night, um, like basically getting ready to breastfeed Charlie in bed yeah i don't um, like that it's yeah like, so she's she's like been trying to nurture and she she was gonna get powdered milk <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> nasty like strike one dino <laughs> <laughs> so so here's the thing with charlie mm-hmm. she was the one that the demon is in at first that's the demon baby but the demon needs like a male host to come to life again that's kind of what i got I, from it so when I, she dies it right. goes that sounds right into that... peter because they mentioned that charlie was the initial host and they got the boy uh, a new healthy host which healthy he just died he just fell out the window <laughs> I don't know. I think you can interpret it through kind of a couple different lenses. Like, I think there is that interpretation, but I think there's also like the takeaway where Charlie was never really like a demon child, but just through um, her grandmother trying to like nurture her and latch onto her with all this occult knowledge and background, um, tried to transform her into that, did successfully transform her into that um, by giving her a male body. And then, like, maybe, you know, at that point when she's in the male body is when the host clings to it. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I think there's multiple takes with that. Charlie. uh, Yeah. Yeah, because, okay, okay. I don't know. I just, I heard, I I remember them saying that, because they first say Charlie to, I guess, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't know its actual name, which was, I don't remember the name of that demon thing. It was like, it started with a P. Payman. 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 Yeah, Payman. Um, they first say Charlie, but then they start saying Payman. And does this mean Charlie was Payman the whole time, but he was just within Charlie? And they Payman, were. That's yeah, the demon. Yeah, see, that's like, 
that's where the two different takes can come in because yeah, you could interpret it that way where Charlie always was Payman, didn't know it, and then when she was transferred to the male body, she is officially now Payman and they're addressing her as that. Or she that, could have just theory. be Okay. Or she could have became Payman when she turned into the male body. I don't know. Um I I don't get how the second way works because if she didn't become payment until she was in the male body, then why are we even saying she? Because I feel like that implies that she was never Charlie. Wait, I, what? Payment <laughs> was well. Your because your second theory was saying that like you're saying she wasn't payment until she was in the boy's body. But if yeah. she wasn't payment before she was in the boy's body, so meaning when she was in her own body. Then she wasn't Payman. But then why are we calling Payman she? Because she was never Payman. And Payman just well, went to the boy's body. Then. That's like the second part of that theory is that if she was never Payman, you know, she was just Charlie. And then when she goes yeah. into the male body, that's well, when, why like, is she in the going trios. into the male body then if she's never Payman? Like it was just because Charlie. Her, because her grandma could have you know, like, this is some sort of, like, god of hell. They're trying to basically, I oh, guess, bring shit. new life to a god of hell. And so they're giving, you know, Charlie was, like, their grandmother's, like, sacred child. And so, you know, they're kind of giving her up as a sacrifice, I guess, to become payment or something. Like, just because she was the grandma's favorite. And she nurtured her and stuff and latched onto her and tried to basically, like, control her and give her that payment life. I don't know. So you think... Give her that payment life. (laughs) So you think she died and her death was a sacrifice to payment, which then brought payment around. But payment didn't have a body (laughs) until he had to... Until they had the boy uh, dead out of the window. And then he went to the boy. This all sounds like this script could use another no, draft. I, like, I don't know. It sounds a little unfocused. I think the script knew what it was doing. Out. I think we're I, confused. <laughs> I still think my. I still think number one. She was always payment. Maybe when she was born, she wasn't. I think she was always payment as well. I, for yeah, the yeah, there you go. Okay. There you go. I pretty much think that too. But it's like I oh. think she could have gone into the body. <laughs> Here's the thing, like. <laughs> Oh. oh, like I guess I'm just having a separation in my mind between okay. the two things because Charlie, okay. yes, she could have always technically been Payman, but then you know she was still Charlie. She was her own person. She didn't know she was Payman, and then she goes into this male body, still Charlie. Yes, but she's okay. now called Payman because her grandma's trying to like. I think like, we're on the same God of hell, page, then. It's just because, she didn't know she was Payman. Yeah, because Payman couldn't fully materialize yeah. until he was in a male host. Yeah, not as a woman. So it was yeah. kind of like <laughs> 50-50 Charlie Payman, but then once the soul goes into uh, Peter, it becomes full Payman. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Payman's sexist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think why, so too. Why can't he right, develop fair. in a woman's body? Yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't know who I am. I I need to be a man. (laughs) Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. You can become a man if you want to. And he did through uh, unconventional means. Yeah, possession. um, 
I mean, more back to like that nurturing of the grandmother. Like, um, we hear that she always wanted Charlie to be a boy. That's what Charlie herself mm-hmm. says. Um, and then, you know, Annie ends up finding her grandmother's book. Um, and then it's like called Notes on Spiritualism. And it has a note addressed to Annie. Um, and it says, like, Annie, if you found this, I ask for your forgiveness. Um, and then it said, like, the rewards we reap will be far greater than what we have to go through to get to them or something basically along those lines. Um, so this is like something that she finds after her death. And like that already is kind of like, you know, uh, like the grandma's up to something. The grandma might be a little evil. Um, and then the lesson on a play that's in Peter's class. Um, it's the first time we see him in class. I don't remember exactly what the play was called, but um, a question asked of like a character's traits in the play um there's a girl in front of peter that answers that and says like his main trait is arrogance because he refuses to look at all the signs that are being handed to him the entire play and there are all these signs that they keep seeing i thought Um, i saw some and they look kind of like like sun flares um and then Mm -hmm. there's another quote after that where it says uh if it's all just inevitable that's even more horrible it means the characters never had hope they're all just pawns in this horrible, hopeless machine. And I love that because that actually, I think, speaks true to a lot of this film where they are just pawns because it's like they use a lot of extremely wide lenses to make a lot of the rooms and environments in this film look like small models in themselves. And they mm-hmm. kind of like ease mm-hmm. you into that with that transition shot in the beginning. Um, and like even a lot of the like like when they show the wide of the house Um, just like at night um, it looks like a little model and you know this is because it's like a this is a big analogy the film is trying to make is that everything is out of the main character's control just like how Annie's models are nothing more than just pawns to her and her work Um, they're just pawns to their grandma and her work and yeah they really are just all you know in this hopeless machine where there's no escape it's like their grandma did all this stuff and now they're pretty much doomed like that's just their fate and i like that a lot i think that's like cool to look into and they do give you a lot of little hints at that um nice yeah i don't know what you guys think (laughs) (laughs) sounds certainly like a big machine drew good um i don't like the idea of fate i don't like that because grandma did this we're screwed I think uh, I like characters' choices and their own actions. And that's why I like when uh, Tony Collette, the mom, whatever her character's name is, I like when she runs in with that one lady at the grief seminar and they do the little uh, where she talks to her grandson at her house and then Tony Collette goes home and she's like, we're going to talk to Charlie, everyone. Come down to the kitchen. I like that because it's like she's doing something stupid. And I wish that was like, because when that scene was going, I was like, oh, this is going to be a cool thing. Like a family tries to reconnect with their daughter through this media method and the daughter don't like it. She just wants to be kept rested. She's pissed at her brother, uh, making her eat that peanut cake or whatever. And 
it's gonna be a whole now it's the ghost girl movie again i'm liking this and then it's like actually they were never in control it was a cult the whole time the thing is matt it sounds like for one you didn't pick up on the fact on the watch through that it was very fate driven and two it seems like like yeah you don't have to like like that it wasn't a ghost movie like you can hate it for not being a ghost movie but But it kind of was a ghost movie well yeah it kind of is but you should also still just look at it for what it is not what you were hoping it would be it is i I am hearing a lot of what you're hoping it's going yeah because i think that i have a better movie than ari aster made (laughs) well then make that movie but critique this movie right now not for what you hoped it would be I think I I make better choices than this movie. And I think it is a product of me having seen Midsummer first and having oh, seen I Midsummer hate first. But it's the same freaking movie. No, it's, it's not. The same exact I couldn't movie. even focus I, on Midsummer. I've not no, seen forgotten Midsummer. Midsummer. Midsummer is the same exact movie, but prettier. It's the same movie he made. I don't believe it's... it because I didn't like it as much. But here's, <laughs> there you go, Dean. <laughs> now you sound like me. But the... <laughs> Midsummer does the cult thing so much better because the cult's established, and it's not like, oh, we'll sprinkle in this little hints. So Did you see this necklace? Okay, Did you see this right. necklace? Did you know that in the very end, the, the whatever? Nah. But it's established. Okay, nah, it's not. Is... I, I gave... so when you rewatch the movie you'll notice all that stuff again yeah, you watched exactly. it once it's man. like you watch it you watch it once you're watching it like from the perspective that they want you to watch it through on a first watch through it's like you're kind of in the character's shoes right but then when you're watching it the second time you're watching it from the grandma's shoes almost and you're like picking up on all these things yeah. she left behind I'm that lead to this occult oh yeah and like so yeah, there's the necklace, right? But then there's like, there's um like, I don't know what cult they're associated with. I don't know if this is like cult of payment, payment, yeah, cult of payment, whatever. But we'll there's like, there's a word scratched into almost everyone's room in the house, and they're all words that are said by the characters during ritualistic points in this movie, like um their friend Joan, Annie's friend Joan. Um, like there's satiny, and then there's like. I don't know, just a whole bunch of words like that scrawled in the walls. Um, like I said, there was that note that was left behind for Annie that apologizes for what's to come. And then, um, you know, Charlie's first premonition that we see on screen. She's, like, guided to bring this bird's head into the woods. And as she's walking there, we can see that there's bigger footsteps underneath her leading into the woods. And then we get the shot of her walking towards what we can assume is Grandma sitting there with the grass burning around her. Um, And, uh, you know, yeah, she wanted her to always be a boy, Charlie. And because the no contact rule established by Annie's husband, uh, Annie kept her, her son away from the grandmother. But then um, years later, because of her regret, she ended up giving her daughter to her instead. And that's when the whole like nurturing comes in. And she is basically like, guiding her to be this vessel for king payment from that point in her life um yeah, Drew, she's, you she's are doing an strings. excellent job of illustrating my problems with this movie i was gonna say i have don't. to explain it to me and the movie couldn't uh, <laughs> i picked up 
all of this. I mean, I picked up all of this. Yeah, it sounds I... like you just didn't pick up so on the, any of it. At the end of the movie, it seems like the way the movie's built up, it wants us to have this conversation. But the end, it wraps up so nicely with this little bow that it just it leaves nothing to the imagination. And that's what bothers what me. What was it's all like, that no, low-hanging fruit you were talking about I'm happy about with then. that. That no, happened. No. I'm like, oh, the, oh, it's complete. The story's complete. You were just saying a little while ago that you felt like this. No, needed I was more saying more so because... from like from a story perspective. I feel like it had a lot of untapped potential. Of I think it could have been. You know, I love me my grief focused movies. I think it could have been about this rift in a family that happens when. Uh, their daughter is killed by their son on accident. And that great scene at the kitchen table where the mom is just laying yeah, into this it, kid. It is still a grief movie because it, just it sounds has like you want a drama. Like and yeah, it, <laughs> again, it sounds <laughs> you like you want a dramatic real that. movie. That's like, what I was still, saying. It could do this I, I cool still, deep look, or it could be the ghost movie, or it could be this really cool synergy at both. I and see the it first a cult is, movie. Cult movie, whatever. The the first half it does the cool look in, and then it kind of gets a little predictable towards the end where it's like the mom's crazy now. Well, of course it's predictable. It it's because we know what's going on. Yeah, we, and it doesn't sound like, like it was it predictable. Mean it has to be predictable. You. you can get a hold on things. Well, it's and, because we know they're really going at getting this boy's body to be uh, the Devil that's man. how good film. <laughs> that's how good man. script structuring works. Is you give little hints at what's to come, things that don't give it away, and then as it gets closer to the end, you start to get more of a bow wrapped on top of things because yeah, you want to see that conclusion. I and that's think what we got was like sound hints dropped in there, we, and it all led to this great climax. Here's the deal. Um, I think what Matt's looking for, you know, that re- that really could be a great movie. Um, but where I'm at is these two different directions, Matt's direction and the direction the movie is, I think both make great movies. So, Matt, they could just make another movie. And they'll make I that. Think Mids- I, Midsummer does it bad, good, too. Midsummer has the movies. same problem. And I don't know what it is. I, think I you can't just, remember Midsummer. Both of them, like... That's a cool movie where she's like, it's like a grief and breakup story, but then it just does all the cult stuff at the last back half, and it's just like kind of predictable from there. But I, I do, I've been so mean. I want to say something nice about this movie. Props oh. to the MVP, the dad. I'm finding out my favorite genre of character. I found it through Stranger Things, and this is the dad that's just part of the mayhem and doesn't want any part of it i I like that character that that character trope keep it coming to me hollywood he is my my mvp too i would say yeah i was also gonna give it to him i feel like he is the most like in the middle of all of them and it's really just like trying to diffuse the bad situations that come up but he's like focused on his son's sat still like yeah. he still wants his son to have a good life and succeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You sign up for those SATs? No. Well, you better. I know you just. I know you just knocked your sister's block off, but <laughs> you better pass the SAT. At least he's trying to move on, you know, somewhat. Yeah, S- somewhat. But um, uh, oh, right back into the bad. Um, Alex Wolf, the guy who plays Peter, sucks at crying. I hate his what? crying what? in this. 
dude. Okay. He, you didn't think you that was some obnoxious, bad opinions bro. On this movie. He's actually crying. Like, yeah, I thought when he like, got traumatized. His that's acting, actually how he cries. Yeah, so this, you're just no, saying he's an ugly crier. This okay, acting, he's an ugly crier. He's awful. I the hated acting it. by Alex Wolf in this is fan. Fantastic! I know. Um, I, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It is God. Like he just shows trauma so well. That scene in the classroom, like that, gives me chills every time when his hand juts up and then he starts slamming his face. And the way that he reacts to that situation is just pure terror. Like it is so believable that he is just like, yeah, absolutely traumatized. Like, I watched this, and I'm like, that dude has PTSD 100%. And, you know, Which same what goes... what I heard. <laughs> yeah, and same goes for um, uh, Tony Collette, because, like, like it's the one scene that I think of is um, right after she... It's like that sleepwalking sequence where she walks in and sees Good her scene. son covered in ants. Um, and just, like, yeah, mm-hmm. the shock and terror on her face... It's just like it gets such a reaction out of me, and I hope many audi- other audience members watching it because it's like, God, it just gives chills. It makes me also feel terrified at whatever she's looking at. Just her reaction to it. I, she, the the mom was a she's a great actress, and um, there was just one point where I was like thrown way off, and I most people probably didn't react like this, but when she accidentally uh crisped up the husband she accidentally you know set him up flames mm-hmm. um and she's first she's like ah, terrified but then she goes into d staring at frank choking look and i <laughs> <laughs> that's just i know her acting was great it's just my mind immediately connected that when she like just had the quick change and i was like oh she's in she's indulging in the burning (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know there's many at least like a few moments um where like that just like tonal shift in her face um kind of illustrates that like something's going on again like she is either being possessed at that moment or like at that moment she was definitely being possessed i love when she got possessed with charlie's voice too i thought that was super cool like Charlie's oh, voice yes. was coming out of her. Um, God, it's just, it's so creepy. Yeah, it's good. He does, uh, I'll say this, it does great unsettling horror. It's not cliche horror. It doesn't rely on jump scares. It's good horror. I'll give it that. I I have never seen Midsummer, and I believe Hereditary came out first, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was this is just like such an original idea to me. Like, I don't know. It just seems so well-crafted and it seems to me like they thought of every angle. Um, and yeah, I don't know the story. You could just pick up on kind of all the little hints they're dropping. And I do really love the conclusion. I love how it ends in the treehouse. What Dean? I got the oddest feeling that what Drew just said was basically going against what Matt said earlier. Like, it felt like every point he hit was directly saying Matt missed this. (laughs) I think if you like this and think it's a great original thing, then watch Midsummer. I'd recommend it. I think you would like 
Midsummer if oh, you like this movie. I took that as an And don't insult. listen to Dean. Dean, <laughs> Dean basically slept through Midsummer. So don't I did. I was yeah, gonna say go. when I think about Midsummer, all I can think of is like it's a call, everybody's maybe dancing in a circle in some big thing. Um but I just remember all I can think of is lady running through the field crying. That's Midsummer in my eyes. I'll I'll watch it at some point, but I think you know this really says something that like everything I've heard about Hereditary has only been like the best critiques, the best reviews, people saying great stuff about this movie. And then whenever I hear people talk about Midsummer, it's either oh that was good or it was like that was so boring, that sucked. And so I feel, I feel like, like that. I- goes to say something i feel like the two movies have the same general reception from what i hear i feel like people just love both midsummer i I hear from general public i know what i just said shows i barely know anything about midsummer but my stance on midsummer is um just from what i'm taking it feels like they just tried to recreate the magic of hereditary and instead it was just garbage not garbage <laughs> but it was um you hate bad. it yeah I don't you like hate it, it. i don't like fiery it. passion i don't like the part where she's running through the field crying you know i, I don't <laughs> even know what part that i don't know either i don't remember that movie i don't know it, it's like this movie but prettier you know and more of a slow burn i'd say it's a bit slower and longer um but it's basically the same plot general structure sad girl Cult. Goes to a cult, yeah. Um, and hijinks ensue. Hijinks ensue. <laughs> that uh, that diorama she makes of the accident, where there, uh, it's a neutral perspective on that. It's accident. a neutral perspective. Um, I like, like, I think it's the second time we see that. Um, the head of Charlie in the diorama is missing. And it's, like, very brief. Like, it kind of strays the camera away from it, and you can only catch it if you're looking, like, at the puddle where her head should be. But, yeah, it's gone. And all that's the point in the movie where you can assume that that's when her head was taken to be put up in the treehouse. Mm. Uh, and I just thought that was a cool little detail. I like that. I didn't. Is her head up in the treehouse at the end? Yeah, that's that's yeah, what it's on it is top on the, of the statue. The gold statue. He turns and looks. I guess Charlie. Oh, I remember and, the statue, but I don't remember her head. Yeah, that's Charlie's yeah. head mounted at the top there. Let me see if I can see this. Uh, it's just a bunch of naked people bowing, and <laughs> they're all in the trees. Uh, it's so cute. Yo, I would um, if I saw a bunch of naked people in the corner of my attic. I would also jump out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And honestly, that's a valid reaction, dude. I don't, don't. think I would have had enough uh, in oh, to make shit. it back that's through the Oh, shit. That's Charlie's head. Yeah, yeah dude. dude. It is the head of the statue. It is. Yeah. I just thought it was poorly made. Well. <laughs> um. What was I going to say? Okay, I love um, (laughs) when Annie does get possessed near the end, um, how she's like, like, it's it's such a cool way of doing, like, uh, I guess, ghostly demon movements when she's, like, up on the ceiling, just, like, clung to it. Like, 
that gives me chills every oh. time. And she's just sitting there watching, and you see her in the background of two shots like that, and then she kind of like swims through the air almost. It's just like <laughs> I, so dreamlike and creepy. Yeah, I was and- gonna say, um, it, it it feels like it's at a base, a very goofy shot, but I always got the chills when he was like sitting in bed. And you see, like, the swim through the air behind yeah, him. Yeah, And I know. I'm like, I, every, I, I am always like, whoa. Every <laughs> time I don't know whether to laugh or to, like, cringe because it's creepy. Like, I don't know. It, it's just, yeah, it's a very good shot. I feel like they were very clever with um their ghost antics. Yeah, yeah. I, I like uh, I like when she throws the book in the fire and the dad just lights up. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that's another thing where I wasn't like scared, but I was like, whoa, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh damn, biggest R.I.P. That is man. my biggest R.I.P. Also, another shot or like another sequence that's kind of like could be interpreted as being goofy, but like still kind of makes me feel unnerved is when uh, her friend Joan is across the street from Peter's school going like, Peter, I expel you. And like, he like looks around and like can see that she's like just clearly talking to him. And I don't know. It was just like one of those moments watching for the first time. I was like, what the hell? What is happening? Something I just noticed because I was watching that fire scene. Um, and and first of all, Tony Collette's face when he's on fire and she's like, ah, and then she just goes straight face. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, she <laughs> she switched up real fast. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see what I'm but, saying though? It looks like D staring at Frank when he's choking and always sunny. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um the shot right after that where it does like the the house and it's sunny and then jump cuts to the yeah. house and start oh yes yes you can see a bunch of figures around the house and oh, i assume really? that's a, yeah you can see just a bunch of people uh okay i didn't catch that that's cool yeah i just noticed that it's a little creepy now yeah. there's like like literally, now like it's a dozens. scary movie. Now it's scary, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally dozens of figures around the house. That's a little creepy that I didn't notice that. A little creepy thing. Guess you got him watch it five times I to guess truly so. appreciate it. It requires an infinitely high IQ to truly understand Hereditary. Uh, or so I've been told. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. I'm looking at that shot right now. That is really creepy. You see it now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Um, I... Oh, you drew, drew, go. I was just going to say, another creepy moment for sure is... um, Yeah, at the end, uh, when she's possessed, she's in the attic, and she's just sawing her neck off, or her head off, and it's just going... Like piano wire or something. Yeah, back and forth. And then what I love is when he jumps out the window and hits the ground, Right after that, if you listen closely, you can hear her head in the attic drop to the floor and roll. And then you can see, as it's still just looking at his body, you can see, like, the shadow of her headless body leave the attic and, like, move towards the treehouse. Yeah. It's just, like, little oh, details yeah, like that. I remember like, that. Like, damn, you really, like, put the effort in. 
I love that shot of the body floating up the yeah. treehouse ladder. I that know, was I one of my favorite shots. Um, it was very dreamlike and a little scary. A little scary. The mom was my dunce, I would say. Um, she <laughs> pushed for the daughter to go to the party. Clearly, the daughter didn't want to go. It's true. Um, yeah. And then she, like, even though that happened, she did, like, I don't want to say she was blaming the boy. But I mean, yeah, clearly I, they weren't. Doing I don't think well. it's fair what she, how she treated him yeah. afterwards. Yeah, I I think I I pretty much agree with you, Dean. I I give it to her as well. And I also to add on to the party thing, she should have given or like reminded Peter, been like, "Hey, are you bringing her EpiPen?" Or like you know, giving it to him yeah. to bring with them because like yeah. that's typically a mother's responsibility, especially if their kid suffers from something like that. They're going to a party. There's probably going to be food there. Like, yeah, yeah. you should have thought about that. Peanut treats. Mm-hmm. I always tell people I'm allergic to peanuts. I don't like peanuts. I don't <laughs> oh, like... what? Yeah, That's I don't offensive like... I don't... to Good, me, dude. an actual peanut allergist. Yeah. I, am I using my privilege? You're faking <laughs> your disability. Yeah, you're... Stolen valor. But here's the thing. <laughs> Whenever people say, like, oh, really? You are? I didn't know that. I go, I'm not really. I just oh, don't. Okay. Like I'm <laughs> okay. on, I come he out can't. honestly. He he confesses. Uh, yeah, I just don't. Like, do. don't offer me a Snickers. If you ever see me in the street and all you have is a Snickers, don't give it to me. Keep it. Damn. What do you say? Bad. Snickers are amazing. What do you say like if they go, ah, oh, you're allergic to peanuts? Me too. Do you still um, confess, or do you go? I yeah. still confess, probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Sorry, you're <laughs> disabled. No, I'm not. I'm better. You are. You're colorblind. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, but then they're gonna say, oh, me too. <laughs> oh, oh, me too. <laughs> sorry. Oh, no. Another. <laughs> now uh, this is awkward. <laughs> another dunce-like move on the mom's part. Um. I just feel like a lot of the issues that she talks about with Joan about like sleepwalking and stuff like those are issues she could have worked at many years ago with her son and tried to like develop trust with him. And like, I feel like a lot of just like talking through that would have helped. But... I, don't, I just don't know if I could be talked through it after I woke up doused in paint thinner and my mom has a lit match. Right, yeah, it pretty, definitely looks bad. Yeah. I'd be a little skeptical bad. from then on out. Yeah, that's it, a pretty crazy uh, thing to have happen. But, like, okay, also, even after Charlie dies, like, he never approaches his mom and, like, talks about it or, like, owns up to it. But I feel like that's very obvious that he's just, like, so scared and he's scared of, of her. her. Yeah. Yeah. Scared of her and scared of what she'll say and think. And that all just comes out at the dinner table. If she would have just like approached him and been like, like, listen, honey, we got to talk about this. Like that would have gone over a lot smoother, I think. Her head fell off. (laughs) 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 Whoops. I'm sorry, mom. It was a whoopsies. (laughs) It was a whoopsie. (laughs) yeah i i one more note i have about the car scene uh i couldn't decipher i'd watched this movie like a week ago now 
and I couldn't decipher what this note meant until now. I wrote Shrek 2 did it first. And I realized Shrek I was talking about all the tongue clicks she does in the backseat. Oh. Like, <laughs> I hate the tongue clicks. I know, yeah, it's it creepy. Pissed me off. But I like, hated it. At the it same like time. Annoying. It, it, it was annoying, but it was. <laughs> creepy but i didn't want it to yeah. be creepy because it was annoying and i didn't want that to be the thing well see i mean i feel like like this is the thing i feel like charlie it's clear that she has some sort of like disability or something and so i feel like they do still want you i, to think I looked it up she has oh. cleidocranial dysplasia okay uh it affects the teeth and bones, such as the skull, face, spine, collarbones, and legs. Is that uh, a tick? Like, yeah, the no, looking, it's, it's more. It's just her face. I don't think anything's wrong with her mentally, besides she's possessed by a demon. But so her face unwarrantly clicks. <laughs> no, I think that's just her being a kid. Oh. I think kids just do nah, that. I don't know. I, I feel like that's a tick. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's some sort of tick, and she clearly has some sort Sorry. of like social okay. anxiety i don't know maybe I, she's autistic but like i feel like they want it to be creepy that she's doing that and i don't know is that wrong what because like like i guess taking like what could maybe be considered as like a special need or like a disability and like trying to turn it into like a horror aspect or like a creepiness factor. Is that wrong? You see, I was already in a dilemma because I'm like thinking about how. Oh. I, I was pretty much thinking the same thing. And it's like everybody's saying it's a good movie. But I mean, if people were to stay on what they're talking about, maybe that would be considered wrong because that. I feel like that is the driving force of the <clears throat> creepiness that they're going yeah. for. Yeah. Or you know what? The, I also wonder if it's like one of those things where they they want you to jump to that conclusion that she is like going to be one of the main sources of horror in this movie because like you see like a girl that looks a little different and she's like making this weird noise with a tick she does. They want you to jump to that conclusion like, okay, yeah, it's creepy little girl or something. But then like they offset it with like hints that are given like, you know, it's not the girl. It's the grandma. You you thought you thought. you thought I was gonna be the girl, <laughs> and that's because uh, you didn't like her clicks because you thought they were creepy. Like that's her wrong clicks. of you, <laughs> man. So they're making the audience feel bad. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I'm just I'm looking for the disability thing now with Charlie, and I'm just. The way I'm seeing it, they they never intentionally say she has a disability, but the big theory is autism. And that's kind of what my first thought was, because it's like a, a social anxiety type of thing. And the way like a clicking the tongue might be a tick to uh, help her deal with emotions and stuff. I don't know. It's a theory going around, but it's not an official thing. Well, that's why so, I thought yeah. it was a tick. It seemed like that is Whenever she was doing it, she was like just trying to be in her own world. Could go yeah. either way. We don't know. We don't know. We'll never know. Maybe. Well, no, her head fell off. Yeah. Yeah. We can't ask her we anymore. We can't ask her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a demon now? 
how should what happened? Okay, this is the thing with. I feel like she was the demon, which means she, who she was as a person, was never a person. She just was a demon and didn't know it. You know, felt a little weird. No, I I agree. I'm feeling a little. uh, I'm feeling a little little sinister. Yeah, a little sinister. (laughs) (laughs) I I just wonder, like, what happens after this movie? That's how I always think about, like, with these cult movies and stuff, where they like raise a demon from hell. It's like, what happens next? Do they just look at the demon guy and they're like, all right, you're back. I'm thinking, what are the people expecting from the demon? Are like, they thinking since they rose him, they're going to get special treatment? No, I think they're going to get special torture. That's what it's going to be. Well, I think, (laughs) I think, yeah, maybe there is going to be some sort of torture or whatever. But the grandma, I think, is pretty much out of that equation because she nurtured Charlie. And she's uh, the mother of the demon. And Joan, because Joan, like, you know, they're, yeah, they're people that basically did mother this demon into what it is now. And so they probably will get maybe, some sort yeah, maybe of they good treatment. Um, but Joan says something like this at the end of the movie when she's talking to Payman. Um, and I'm just reading like an article about King Payman right now, just trying to figure out more about like the cult itself. Um, And this says King Payman can accordingly teach all arts and sciences and other secret things. He can discover unto thee what the earth is and what holdeth it up in the waters and what mind is and where it is or any other thing thou mayest desire to know. So, yeah, I don't know. it up in the waters. it, It sounds to me like basically has some sort of godlike abilities um and just has like all knowing well he's one of the kings of hell they said yeah one, one of, of the, the six seven or yeah something kings i of would hell. expect it to be six just knowing know. my numbers that's my that's assumption. the bad number that's the bad number see i just uh payman uh I, I don't get what his plan is I want to know what he's up to. What's he up to in there? I think he wants to. Oh, payment. Oh, payment. Oh. Yeah, is he going to like, is he going to try and take over the sinister. earth? He's feeling a little sinister. <laughs> I think I think that's true. What's that um, crown made out of, too? What I, what that was a weird thought, looking crown. What my main thought went to was just he was basically um, what people would think of as Lucifer coming at the end of the world. Like he's the yeah. beginning of the end is how I saw it. But <laughs> the, I don't think the story wanted to focus on that. So it's like, all right, we're here. It's it's really weird. This is a random step aside, but the movie Black Adam, the guy is trying <laughs> oh. to like uh, this ob- slight spoiler for Black Adam, but well, who gives a shit? It doesn't really I'll... matter. You don't worry about it. He's uh-huh. trying to get this like relic that gets him the power of like the kings of hell. So right after this, and it's really weird because they say Satan in the movie, which is just weird for like Black Adam movie that he's fighting a guy. It's like he says like uh, Satan da 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 because like. All anyone ever knows is Satan. I just thought it was weird they say Satan and Black Adam. But um, Payman wasn't one of those guys, so I don't think he's the top G. He didn't fight Black Adam. Well, is Payman if you even can't... a real written thing? I don't know if Payman's a real thing. I don't... 
is he fictional to this? I'm I'm not. If I was making a horror movie, I know some people would be like, "Oh, you're making it fictional." Here's the deal: I don't want to mess with that stuff, so I would make up my own. Yeah, <laughs> I... that's fair. I well, I I think you can always hmm. like change things up a bit, and it doesn't have to be like I ain't even playing hell... with it. I ain't touching that book. Yeah, but like it doesn't have to be like heaven and hell Christianity beliefs. Like if you look at the lighthouse, it relies on like old ancient like Roman and Greek like mythology and like goes according to that. That's pretty cool. I think that worked very effectively. I, I looked yeah. I looked it up on Wikipedia and the first part is this article is about a demon from Ars Goatia. For the video game character, see list of Genshin Impact characters. <laughs> oh, no. So, you know what? All these people... That is a treehouse full of Genshin Impact fans. We oh, know that man. <laughs> I don't know a damn thing about Genshin Impact. I know it's a anime game for your phone? I don't know. Phone? game it's a huge game yeah it's i don't know that's all i know people love it i don't know what it's about but i don't know anything about it but i just know when it's a phone game they don't usually stay alive too long um a little a little more uh insight from this article that i'm reading it says um if you call and in quotes here spirit payment alone thou must make him some offering and some translation reads that i guess it says in the film the young daughter of the afflicted charlie is a mortal vessel for payment and payback includes ritualistic decapitation symbolically in taking off one's head one is surrendering their ego i was gonna say there was a lot of decapitation in this movie yeah because like the the mom cuts her own head off the grandma's missing her head yeah, there's Charlie. a lot of heads going away. And Ew. something cool, too. Um, the post, the telephone post she knocks no her head, head off on, um, that has, like, the same logo. Yeah, the, the sign or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, the sigil, as it were. And I also like the, like, it's like a small moment, but of, like, uh, foreshadowing um, when they're heading to the party. And, like, there's a shot of them driving in the car, and the camera pans and ends right on that telephone post for, like, like just, like, a couple seconds. And, like, you don't mm-hmm. know what that means before the party, but, like, when it, you know, is unfolding and happening, it's like, oh, shit. Like, you saw that yeah. post a little and bit ago. you see ago. it in Joan's house, too, Joanie's, after she, which I didn't get that, the whole... Like, it cuts back to her house at one point when uh, uh, the mom's knocking on the door and it goes inside and the room's a mess and the chalkboard's all crazy and it has the sigil on the wall. But it's like, she was part of it. Why did she keep messing with the spirits? Wasn't she only doing it to show Tony Collette, hey, no. this is how you can summon a ghost? No, because she... Yeah, she, was... she wanted her to do it because I thought her summoning Charlie connected exactly yeah because she to the family or something yeah she was she was really good friends with um annie's mother uh yeah grandma Mm -hmm. and she basically approached from the start with this whole idea of a ritual in mind like she is basically carrying on the grandma's legacy 
and trying to get King Payman as well to rise again. Did she gaslight her? Yeah, she did. Yeah. She totally did. <laughs> the worst. Yeah, just the worst. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just um. I, I like the end. I like the song at the end. Great song. Oh, yeah. I heard it's... it on TikTok a lot, and now I'm like, oh, that's where that's the, the score credits? and this is fantastic. The like, uh, the okay. one that plays in the treehouse. I do like the credits song. Both sides now. Do 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 do. Yeah, that's a good song too. When I watched Hereditary the first time at Drew's house. And the movie ended, and I heard the doo 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 doo. Instantly, I got sucked back years and years in my life because that's a song that I hadn't heard in like a decade. <laughs> and so I think that's one reason the movie really stuck with me was <laughs> that it brought back both sides now into my life. And nice. I have it on my phone now. Thanks to wow, you got it back. Got, got it, it back. Hereditary. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> now here's the thing and i do want to i want to throw a yellow flag on the field i want coaches running out referees oh. running out because here's the thing i don't i think you may have pulled a mask on me drew because i don't think this movie really stars a child the child's in it for 20 yeah, minutes i thought that well I'm letting it see, slide. here's the thing I didn't hear any specific stipulations that the oh. star cast member had to be a That's child. True. I just. I mean, knew this it's was called Child, child Star Month, I, Child <laughs> Actor Month. But the child no. actor did have enough time that yeah, I, I she let it was slide in it quite a bit. She's quite a staple of the story. Yeah, if not the slide. I mean, I watched it, but just you're on ice, buddy. I don't All know right. if it's thin or not, but you're on ice. Matt's right. gonna be DMing me soon about a yeah. genre coming up. I think. <laughs> I think we should. We should uh, let the people decide if it was a uh, a valid pick or not for child actor. No. What do no, the people want to say about this? What do the people want to say? We'll, we'll ask them. But I, I, Is that the movie? But uh, no, because no. I want one more thing to say. I thought Alex Wolf could have been a child. Uh, the actor for Peter could have been child, but no, he was twenty three, and that was uh, awesome. he's twenty three. When he filmed this, he was 23. I'm 23. And he cries like a three-year-old. Get him no, out of here. Get bro him out seems of like here. he's constant. Bro seems like he is shell-shocked from everything he's gone <laughs> through in life. Yeah, He just wants to smoke and forget <laughs> for a few minutes if he can. Man resorted to calling, calling her mommy. I was. Yo, he did. He <laughs> well, did. He That's knew how you that know would touch he her was... core. Yeah. He's trying to. I did get that sense that he was like trying to appeal to uh, the motherly instinct. Which, when he's mommy. doing that, when he's doing that, and she's upside down, banging her head on the attic door. <laughs> yeah, that was a great shot. That what? was the one part that I was like, "This little scary." Oh, like, Damn, it's like, scary. She's going Get hard. The door. <laughs> Come in. Get the door. Yeah, I like when the dad also goes into the attic cuz when the they find the body in the attic which is also mm -hmm. missing a head. Yes. Um it's the grandma. I like Oh, it is the grand. Yeah, 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 you're right. Um in, in 
I thought that was going to be like the dad goes up there and there's nothing. That's man. what I thought. Yeah, I, but he goes up there and the body's there and he's like, what the yeah, hell? You hear, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. And, then, and then he thinks that it was her that dug up her mother's grave. I don't blame him. She's a little crazy. Yeah, I don't blame I don't, him. But I don't know. Um, I don't. After the previous night, like where she was clearly, it was Charlie possessing her body. I wouldn't think she was so crazy anymore. When he was going through his emails and they were like showing them, and he got the email like showing the hole, like the dug up grave. Uh-huh. Was that email telling him about the daughter getting dug up, and he was just hiding it from? No, that was the grandma. Still. That was the grandma. Yeah. How do you know? Yeah. How do you know? Because I like... don't think the daughter was dead yet. Was she when that scene happened? Yes, yeah, she was. That was because yeah, um... he got the call and he's like defamation. No, she's he only got the been call. married a week. But the he emails the were being showed like in the third, third. Yeah, he, um... yeah, it was like definitely third act. Um... Yeah, but they got the girl's head. I think they had enough. It was... I don't think they need her body. And they grabbed the grandma's body. You know that. that I was body only wondering because they the did attic. get the bodies back. They got the body of the girl and the head back. I don't think... Do we ever see the body of Charlie girl, again, though? I'm pretty sure the girl and the mother, their bodies are bowing to the statue at the very end. Yeah, they one are. Of those... Annie and the grandmother are. Yeah. Yeah, but not Charlie. But not Charlie. I thought it was Charlie. I thought Charlie got dug up and... Because I thought... We already saw the grandmother. No, I because I don't think they have any use for her body. Um, it's not their body that they're after. It's her, like, soul. I don't know. Steal your soul. <laughs> Steal, Steal your, your soul. soul. <laughs> nice. And that's, that's the, the movie. movie. What a movie. Wow, wow, we will. Uh, I won the IMDb game, so I get to give my final thoughts and rating first. Um, man, I, I'm i still conflicted on this movie. I think that it... Uh, it hurts. Um, I'm just... I'm very torn because I feel like I thought talking it through would help me. But I think talking with you guys got me more frustrated. I was going to say, I think guys... Matt got mad early. <laughs> yeah, you guys you guys were like, you didn't get it, you idiot. And I don't think any movie should require two watches to enjoy. You it, it doesn't, to be it it doesn't require, no, but no, no, you no, have no, no, said no, no, before no, no, you no. like when you get to rewatch. Yes, and yeah. I think two, that a movie can require two watches to be fully appreciated, but I don't think a movie should ever require two watches to be enjoyed. Like, I don't like think that's how it worked for me. It does. That's how it worked for me. But I like the movie. But you guys were saying, <laughs> you didn't get it, you, you big dummy. You didn't well, get it. You were also little... saying, I wanted to be this. I I wanted it to be <laughs> yes, a scary I think there's ghost a good, story. I think there's a good movie. But that's not movie, this movie. Like a, a man can dream. This movie is what it is. A man can dream. No, no. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm torn between a six and a seven. But you guys have now that you really pissed me off. <laughs> I'm giving it a six. 
It's, it's I good. hope wow. you make that movie someday, Matt, and I'm going to watch Thanks. it and say, you know, this I think sucks. it could have used a couple more drafts. <laughs> Just a couple more drafts you could have had it flushed I understand. Out, buddy. I understand. Listen, I'm directing Justice League Mortal right now, and if any script needs a few more drafts, it's that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, all right, Dean, your final thoughts and rating on Hereditary. I enjoyed it. Um, you know... It felt slightly long, and I blame it that it, I pushed it to my New Year's. That's why. That's what I blame for it. Um, but I know it's a good movie because when I was watching it, I'm like, yeah, I wish this was over, but I, I am enjoying it. Um, it really screws with my head when I see the head on the side of the road. That was a oh, shot. Very unsettling moments. Um, a lot of I do like how you watch through it now knowing what happened and you're like, ooh, I didn't see this before. I see it now. I'm going to give it a 7.6. All right. All right. <clears throat> nice. Nice. Drew, your final thoughts and rating on Hereditary. Um, well, to just kind of put a bow on what we were talking about prior to this, uh, I was going to say, uh, Dean, I'm looking at the movie right now at that email um, and it says, uh, oh. here's, or it says insurance claim for the damages sustained by Ellen Lay's gravesite, which is the mm, grandma. That's the grandma. <laughs> wah, wah. Which <laughs> they dug all the dirt out of that grave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, she ain't there no more. But, um, yeah, this movie. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, love this story. I absolutely love this story. I think it is so solid. Tight script. I love how it just, yeah, it, like it, it's not slow to me at any parts. It just like keeps dropping these bits of information that you can kind of like start to slowly, gradually piece it together. And then like near the end, it really does come full circle. And, you know, I love that whole message that like they were like doomed to be like this, like because of their grandma, like, I don't know. I, I just love that. I think this is fantastic. I love the acting. The acting is phenomenal. Um, their reactions to scary like scenes and instances, uh, it's just so believable. And um, yeah, this movie, I can confidently say that this is like one of the only horror movies that I can say deserves a 10 out of 10. This is a 10 out of 10 for me. Whoa! Whoa! 10 out of 10. I don't First think I've... 10 out of 10 of the season, and it wasn't me. Yeah. I don't think I've um, ever given a 10 out of 10 to a horror movie It's before, valid. So. Man yeah, fought for this movie. Hey, this I is, know uh... you have, Drew. You gave one to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, okay, Halloween. Well, I, okay, <laughs> Almost like a... every horror movie on the pod you give a 10 uh. out of 10. <laughs> okay, like sl- classic slashers are different for me. I was, I guess I was thinking more in the mindset of like modern horror. Uh, modern gotcha. horror for me typically doesn't have that same spark, but this did. Yeah. It I thought you gave did. The Thing a 10 out of 10, but you did not. That's sad. That wow. is sad, bro. That is sad. That's sad. That. But Drew, let me be honest here. You touch my heartstrings with that little testimony. Um, and I do think I, I this movie deserves more credit than I gave it. I'll give it a seven. I'll hey. love it to a seven. Woo! All right, all right. 
I appreciate But you the better not ending. say my movies need any more drafts when you watch we'll them. We'll see. That's I, what I changed Matt's <laughs> mind. Oh, no. I got a black man. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, Drew, thank you for watching or giving us Hereditary to watch. Uh, it's Dean's turn for Child Star Month. Ooh. Dean, what, what movie you got? You got another fun, fun movie for us? It's a bit more lighthearted, light, lighthearted watch. Um, we all love our buddy Adam Sandler, huh? It's <laughs> it's Big Daddy. <laughs> Big Daddy. All right. I've never seen Big Daddy. I also have never seen this, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited it's, to um, finally talk about an Adam Sandler movie on the pod. Zach and oh, Cody, man. when they're even younger, are the child in this movie. Oh, really? Movie. Yeah. <laughs> really? The Olsen twins? They are, yes, they are little ones in this film. Okay. Nice. That's cool. That's exciting. I'm excited to watch it. Uh, I thought you were going to say Uncut Gems, and I... I would have no, lied no. for you, Dean. I would have lied for you and said, yeah, there's children in this. Yeah, let's watch children. <laughs> yup, let's go with it. <laughs> let's go with it. I think you see a kid in, a, in this crowd at one point. Yeah, there there's a go. child somewhere. <laughs> there we go. Nice. Sweet. So, uh, Big Daddy for next week's episode. With all that being said, Drew, where can the people find you and all the good things you're doing online? Oh, you're going to want to check out some of my VR streams coming soon. Beat Saber, pop in and uh, tell me to play some dumbass song you want me to play. Uh, Naughty Bear Freak is the name. I'll be on Twitch. Check it out. Nice, nice. Dean, where can the people find you and all the good things you're doing online? I tell you, if I had that extra room... I'd be streaming too, all right? But I don't, so... He needs that one more room. I need room. that one more room. But for now, I'm on Instagram. Uh, Dean Calkins, all one word, all lowercase. Uh, I think I put a picture of Drew up. Chicago, Drew and Jeremy. I um, like that picture. Matt, you are welcome back to Chicago. Thanks, buddy. I was a little sad <laughs> I didn't get tagged to uh, come back to Chicago. Yeah. I, people wouldn't have known what I was talking about. You're not in the picture. I would have known. <laughs> well, we, nice. we already know. Okay, I'm glad we have that established now. Uh, for Chicago Comic Con, you'll be there, right, Dean? Oh, shit. You're there for every Comic Con. You always money, say you're going to go. Ain't it like more than $100? I don't know. I, I've never gone. You don't even know. Money's no object to me, Dean. It's Comic Con. It's an object to me, I'll tell you that. Uh, the, the, the second you make money an object, uh, you're nothing more oh, than a, a bot. No, money is not just an object. It certainly has value to me. Um, <laughs> it's an <laughs> object an as object in... Is. No, to me it's an object as it's an object in the way. Like money, mm. I, I need the money to get this. That's my roadblock. Something That's my in object. The way. Something in the way. In the way. Uh... Nice. You can find me on Twitter at Hopper2400 and my personal YouTube channel, Pure Fission. And of course, don't forget to join the club by subscribing wherever you get your podcast. Hit that bell notification. So you can be notified when new episodes drop every single Monday. Also, we have merch. Go to redbubble.com. Go to Dial Up Movie Club store and look at all their amazing options. I said it last week. I'll say it again. 
it's a little sad if your if your family didn't get you any Dial Up Movie Club merch for it the holidays. Sad. I know a so, lot of cool kids who were given Dial Up merch for Christmas. Me too. Me too. A lot of cool kids. But uh, if if you weren't one of those cool kids we're talking about. New year, new you. Get some dialogue. Um, (laughs) Support the show. And um, yeah, we're on Twitter at Club Dial. We are on everything else at Dial Up Movie Club. And remember to watch. (laughs) Sorry, I had a stroke there. Um, And don't forget to watch Big Daddy for next week's episode. Yay! Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Dial Up Movie Club. And remember... I never wanted to be your mother. Goodbye, everybody. Uh-huh, that Goodbye. line hit hard. Did. She didn't Goodbye. hold back. Goodbye. <laughs>